Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. We are so happy you're here. Uh, as always, you know who's joining me. Winston, the dog. The, yeah, we got Winston in the house today. He and, is. Oh, and, and also Andrew Decker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Winston probably will not be speaking during the episode. He's I just, hope not. He's just here as a mascot. Yeah, he does have pretty loud yawns, though. Well, so he, you may catch that on, on the mic, maybe. Um but uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about this episode today. It's, it's something that I get calls on pretty frequently. What about you? I would say I handle uh, several of these a month. Yeah, and we're talking about uh, revocation from probation, either a motion to adjudicate or a motion to revoke your probation. Right. Um, it, I'm, I'm honestly amazed how much of my practice this is. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, think about how many of our cases plea out to some form of probation. Right. I, most, most. Right. Right. And yeah. then I, even if, even if 20% of those somewhere slip and end up, you end up with a lot of cases uh, with a motion to revoke or a motion to adjudicate. Um, and yeah, and they're just not fun. They're not fun. No, they're not fun. And, and to be clear, this episode is not going to get into what charges are eligible for probation um, or the many different forms of probation that, that various counties offer. We're not getting into pretrial interventions. We kind of handled that a little bit with Liz Wiggins' episode. Uh, so we're moving on to like actual formal court-administered uh, uh, probation types. Correct. And so there's pretty much two main types. Is that right? Right. So, there's, so basically, you're either going to be on straight probation, okay. in which you have agreed to a sentence of years to these, well, could be days in the county jail or years in the state jail or years in the penitentiary. Right. And they have probated that sentence for a certain amount of time. And so you know, for example, uh, I'm taking two years state jail felony probated and often uh, it, they're going to max it out on the probation to five years. Right. Um, uh, and that's usually possession of a controlled substance under a gram. Yeah. Just kind of using it, it, what that normally is. Right. And, and, and again, you know, the, the Code of Criminal Procedure, if it's a first-time offense for one of those P PCS cases that's a state jail, it's kind of an automatic deferred. Uh, the, the, the CCP wants you to have the opportunity or wants the defendants to have the opportunity to keep their record clean. So if they're looking at a straight probation, that means something has happened in the past. But yeah, that's like from day one, you have a conviction on your, your criminal history Correct. when you start probation. That's right. what we mean by straight probation, right? Right, right. So, so it's not a final conviction. It's a conviction, a final right. conviction. You actually have to have spent some time in the state jail or in the penitentiary. Um, so that that gets off into it a whole, whole other subject <laughs> of of what is uh what is enhanceable um but yes uh if you take a straight probation maybe a, uh, let's use a DWI okay you plead it's a first DWI um uh, blood alcohol of a 0.11 um you know a little over the legal limit and you plead you're going to plead to 180 days in jail often probated for uh somewhere around 18 months is going to be a common right. probation uh, and again, you could do a deferred now. There are some reasons to and not to. Right. Um, but let's just say that, that that's what you plead to, right? That's straight probation. It shows that DWI is going to be open to the public for the rest of your life. It's going to be a conviction. It's going to be a conviction. 
for the rest of your life. Correct. Um, yeah. And now, and now the legislature has allowed for DWIs after September 1st of last year, 2019. Correct. Uh, to plea to deferred. Of if course. If it's a first, it has to be uh, no accident. It has to be alcohol related. It has to be under a 0.15. You know, there's, it has to be after September the 1st, 2019. Yeah. So um, talk with your attorney because it gets very complicated um, and, and and a lot of nuances uh, that could affect your case. And even if you do a DWI deferred, you know, the, you may be eligible for a non-disclosure. And again, the form of the deferred or if you have an interlock or not will affect the term of yeah. years, et cetera. So we're, we're, it gets very complicated pretty quickly. Yeah, it really does. It's it's one of those things where you know we automatically go back to questions like what was the number one piece of advice that Michelle Ochoa said exactly uh, over a year ago. I know you all remember it, right? Read forty two A. And and literally this morning, <laughs> I spent some time reading forty two A, and there are parts of it every time I get to it, I'm like, what? Yes. Um, it, it makes my head hurt. It's confusing. Um, but shouts out to Michelle for reminding us to do that. We all have to go to it and read it and look at it um, more often than we probably do because, yeah. because so many of our cases uh, are pleading to a probation, they're pleading to a deferred adjudication, which is a form of probation, or if they're going to trial, are they probation eligible? What would exactly. we have to do to make sure that that jury understands they could get probation and not uh, pin time? Yep, all or, the answers. To those questions can be found in 42A, the Code of Criminal Procedure. Right. So why, I, I don't understand, why is one motion called an MTA and one motion called an MTR? I do understand. I'm just, we're moving this conversation along. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer, but do I know uh, yeah. the answer? That, right. It's one of those, I know well, you know the I'm answer. I'm an effective but... interviewer, right? And, okay. And all this right. is for the audience. All right. Right. So a motion to revoke is you are on straight probation. Okay. You have been sentenced to a time in uh, custody, jail, state jail, penitentiary, and you have serving that on probation. So you've already been convicted. So all they're doing is revoking your status to walk around outside in the world. Right. They want to put you in. They, they often want to put you in. Um, uh, the other, a motion to adjudicate, you have been found, the judge has deferred judgment. Uh, you've been put on probation, you've pled guilty, and the judge uh, is deferring your conviction for a, a time period, depending on the sentence, depending on uh, the case. Uh, and if you do well during that time, at the end, your case is dismissed. And I think wrongfully, some of our colleagues will go, you know, once your case is dismissed, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Well, yeah. a, def a deferred hangs out there. Right. Uh, Not it, so it, fast. It's, it's visible. People can see it. Uh, and, and most of them can be uh, non-disclosed. Uh, some of them can be completely expunged. But again, you it's so fact specific uh, about what the case is, where it is, how old it is, uh, all sorts of things. You really have to look at the non-disclosure and the expunction rules. You have to look at your case. You have to look at the facts of your case. You have to look at, as we've talked about in some other podcast, in some of our other episodes, um, did they plead to uh, a shorter deferred period, but a longer period before it can be non-disclosed, right? They right. put that as they part of the condition. They waived it or whatever. So, um, so it, given that... It given, doesn't just automatically go away. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's a whole nother 
separate legal proceeding that we're talking about to, to kind of clear up any uh, criminal history. Um, but given the choice, I know we're not talking about pretrial diversions or interventions. Andrew, given the choice between a pretrial program and deferred, which one are you going to recommend to your client? Oh, I'm 99.9% of the time going to say do the pretrial because often that ends up with a full dismissal. Right. And that's what, that's what you would normally want. Right. Um, is a full dismissal, something that would completely make that uh, arrest erasable. Right. So, right. so then later, yeah, the, the code of criminal procedure is very clear about that. You can get dismissals after a pretrial diversion program expunged. They're, they're eligible for expunction. And, a and, deferred and, and, and for the person who, who doesn't speak lawyerese, that means the arrest is erased, the paperwork's erased, uh, basically any proof that's held by the court, the jail, the sheriff, uh, the arresting agency, the Texas Rangers, the FBI, all of that is supposed to be destroyed. Right. Um, again, as we've talked about in other episodes, that doesn't necessarily take care of mugshots.com, but again, uh, we're off in the weeds. Right. And, and we'll, we'll try to not speak legalese for, uh, for our non-lawyer friends and for the tax lawyers that are listening. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, okay. So I've pled out to, um, to deferred adjudication. And just, you know, I tell my clients, let's break that down, right? Because it's, it's big words, words they don't normally use. Deferred means to hold off. Adjudicate means to find somebody guilty. So we're holding off from finding somebody guilty. They're pleading guilty most of the time. The judge is accepting the plea of guilt. Right. And the judge is going to ask, you're pleading guilty because you are guilty. And for no other reason, this plea is being made freely and voluntarily. Is that correct? Right. Yes, it is. And, and, pleading? Oh my gosh. Right, right. Uh, it, and, and often your client looks at you like, I'm doing it because I'm getting a good deal. Yes. Like, like, and you're like, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Uh, yes, your honor. Yeah. No promises are being made to you in exchange for this plea. Right. And, um, and, and what I, what? so, so, so let's just talk about a plea for a minute. I remind all of my clients, basically what the judge is asking is, I didn't bring you off in the hallway and threaten to break your arm if you don't take a deal. I'm not offering you and no one else is offering you 20 bucks to take a deal. And right. you're not doing this to cover for somebody else. Yeah. You're doing this because basically to, to the, not to your knowledge and to the state's knowledge, you committed the offense or something close enough that you could be found guilty at trial of the offense that they're, that they're alleging. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and now with that motion to adjudicate, that means I have violated uh, the terms of the probation, the terms, terms of the deferred adjudication. Program, Correct. Correct. Uh, in some way. Yeah. Right? right. So I guess procedurally the, the state, like the, I, I break one rule and the state's going to file a motion to adjudicate. It might depend on the rule. Right. Right. Because you're going to be told uh, while you're on probation of any form, do not break the laws of this state or any other state of the United States. Um, uh, abide by the conditions of probation to provide by any uh, conditions the court have put on you uh, during your term of probation. Um, uh, make sure you report uh, at least monthly, sometimes more often. And then there's a whole array of conditions they can put on anyone who's on probation. Um, a few of them are all, you know, don't break the law. And inevitably somebody will go, well, what if I get a speeding ticket? A speeding ticket, they don't care but i always tell my client next time you see your probation officer you call your probation officer and say hey i got stopped for speeding 
I want you to know it's just a speeding ticket and I'll take care of that. Yeah. Right. I mean, technically, I guess they could if you had 30 other violations, you know, on, on your, uh, in your file. Right. Well, well, what I'm assuming is, is that, is that if you're, if you're in that good of a contact with your probation officer, your probation officer is going to go, Oh, okay. You got a speeding ticket. See you next week. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not going to be an issue. If you're avoiding your probation officer, they're never going to, they may not ever know you got a speeding ticket, but you've got other problems. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's going to be that that's a bigger violation I think like non-contact um with your probation officer. Right, that, you've got to report. Upon. Right, you've yes. got to report. Um and and sometimes well uh, Andrew, I don't know what you tell your clients. I often remind my my clients who are pleading to a probation of any sort this is in a sense a trap. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it, it, and I visualize the star Wars where they come out of hyperspace and they realize in the, in the, the squid looking general says it's a trap, you know, yeah, right? that, that's how I feel every time. Well, why? Because they'll be, you know, they, they, they might transfer to the County where they really live in or where they've moved to. Right. And so they're supposed to report there monthly, but they're supposed to then write and report by mail well, they don't report by mail because they're reporting in person somewhere else. Right. Yeah. You, you must maintain contact with the county that has jurisdiction right. over the probation. Right. And so they don't report by mail. Or they go, well, I called them. Yeah. Well, it says report by mail. Yeah. Right. And part of the reason is the mail becomes something that is uh, very traceable. Uh, the phone call. Maybe eh, not. Maybe not. Yeah. Right. Um, Especially if you lose that phone because, you know, you didn't pay the bill. Didn't pay the bill, right? right? It's a burner, maybe. Hey, none of my clients have burner phones. What? What? Oh, um, I meet. So, um, <laughs> well, and that, that's, that's a good point. I, and I guess to that point, I try, I don't try to talk my clients out of taking a probation deal. Certainly, if it's the best option that we have available, I'm just going right. to give them my honest opinion. But yes, I do think that probation oftentimes sets our clients up for failure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't try to talk people out of a probation, but, um, uh, well, let's go, let's go straight probation. Okay. Yeah. Um, a drug or alcohol offense, either one. Okay. If it's a straight probation or a deferred, but let's just use that for right now. I'm going to ask them, look, tell me seriously, because I don't want to sign you up. Can you avoid the use of all drugs that are not prescribed to you and all alcohol for the term of your probation? Wait a second, Mr. Decker. I'm 21. I like to have a beer on Friday nights when I get off of work. Well, good for you. Are you? Wait, now, hold on a sec. Right. That's my God-given right as an American. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> Can I? Are you saying while I'm on probation, I can't have a beer. I'm saying you cannot go into your own home and have a beer on a Friday night. Man. Because technically that's a violation of your probation. Um, it may not feel right. You may not like it, but that's going to be the truth. So I, that, that's pretty incredible to me because um, one, it is a, it is such an intrusion into your personal life, but that is in essence probation in a nutshell. 
Right, right. I, and, and sometimes I think we all forget that probation is is not doing jail time, not doing imprisonment. Right. Right. It's not, hey, I just gotta be I just gotta stay out of trouble for, for a few years. No, it's you you aren't going to the pen. Yeah. You aren't having to spend uh, you know, the next sixty days, right? Even assuming you're getting three for one, you know, sixty days equals 180, um, uh at, at the county jail. You're right. not having to do weekends. You're not having to do work release. You're not having to sleep on a mattress pad that is two inches thick on a piece of steel or concrete and shower with your neighbor every it, day. I mean, it you know it doesn't sound so bad, um, but <laughs> I don't so, want to. I don't want to live your life, Andy. Well, I was gonna. I was <laughs> gonna circle back to like me having a beer. If I I don't drink, so if I'm having a beer on Friday night, like I got bigger problems. Right, you know right. I mean? <laughs> it's been a bad week. It's been a real bad right? week. So. But, but right, it is, uh, they're, they're, to keep probation, like the reason that you're on probation, just in, um, keep in mind that there's a bigger picture, right? There, there, there is a benefit. Um, every probation officer there, uh, for any hearing on a revocation that I've ever had is always touted the line, like probation is a privilege. Um, and in that respect, it is. I, I think if somebody's looking at, you know, a decade on probation or like three years in prison, me personally, I, I would probably take the prison time. It's much cheaper. It's much quicker. Uh, I'd get on parole pr- fairly quick, I imagine. Um, but everybody's different. Everybody's got different considerations. And right. prison can be somewhat terrifying. Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I, it, it freaks me out. I, you know... Okay. You're a stronger man than I am. I, maybe. I don't know. Well, you know. That's not true. I, but I don't, I'm not trying to sound. I, I turned 49 like, when this came out. Like, like just I, this last weekend. <laughs> um, you know, so, so I'm reaching an age where the idea of being in there with a bunch of 20-year-olds who, you know, who are jacked thirsty. And, and, and angry. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, with no heating and no AC. Right. No. That's I, true. I, that yeah. would be the part that terrifies me. Right. I, I, I don't need that. I'm, I'm need that. soft well, and old and, you we're, know. We're fairly law-abiding citizens. Uh, you know, this is just like hypothetically. I, if I'm looking at like the cost and the intrusion into my life, if I had a choice between the two, I'd want to rip the Band-Aid off, I think. Yeah. I, so, so again. Especially it, if it's straight probation, I've got a conviction on my record anyway. Right. And again, that's part of why I asked my client, you know, can you avoid drugs and alcohol, especially if it's a drug or alcohol offense? But often, no alcohol is a condition regardless if it's an alcohol-related offense or oh, not. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, th- that for a lot of people, they do. They unwind at the end of every week with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a little PBR in their feet in the sand, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and you got to find a new way to unwind. Yeah, I mean, at least for... For the next, for the whatever term of your probation. And and you know, that may be, that may be a pretty good life change for somebody in that situation. Yeah. um, You and I have talked about the fact that if we remove drugs and alcohol from, from the system, we wouldn't be in business. No, there'd be, that would take care of 90% of the cases I currently have. Right. Right. It may not be a drug or alcohol related. or, Or at least tangent to it right Right. it's a family violence case because somebody gets drunk everybody was intoxicated correct right so So, yeah okay so the (laughs) we're again we're off in the weeds but this is the reality of our practice we deal with a lot of people 
that j- they're so terrified to go in jail, they'll look at us and say, yes, I can avoid drugs or alcohol for the term of probation. But in reality, it is their coping mechanism. It is what they're going to do. And I've, I've had a lady who pled for a DWI um, uh, while on probation. She kept peeing hot for the protein that the, the alcohol breaks down into. It, that's only stays, even the protein only stays in your system for about 72 hours. Mm. So she was having to drink a lot. We found out she was like, her husband didn't realize she was truly doing the whole hide a fifth in the top of the toilet. Oh Lord. I mean, she, she was just a, kept it going. She was a full on raging alcoholic. Right. Coping, functioning. Yeah. But just has that dependency. She Can't had get through she, the day. Right. Right. And, and we ended up having to send her to, we sent her to rehab and they allowed her to stay on probation. Uh, she's now been sober, uh, you know. Yeah, she, success she's, story. She's sober. Uh, her life has changed. She's happy. Um, and she's one of those people that reaches out to me occasionally and goes, uh, thank you for not giving up on me. You changed my life. Well, and that, that's, that's something too. Like a big point of this is going to be there are so many options available to you if you're facing a revocation or if one of your clients is facing a revocation. Um, if you are facing a revocation, talk with your attorney about the options available in your local jurisdiction, because you can, you know, attorneys and prosecutors can work out some pretty creative resolutions. I know you've had a number of clients you've sent to either pretrial or, or pre, uh, motion to uh, revoke hearing, sent them to, uh, a rehabilitation program and it has worked out in your benefit. Right. Most of, most of those have helped. Um, now I've had one where they went through and we got through and, uh, two months later he pops hot for something. He says he didn't do it. And then he absconds, right? Because he's so terrified of facing the music. Yeah. Um, and when he finally pops back in, he, he's, he's, you know, I I don't have any, there's no more, there's no more magic bunnies in my hat. Right. I'm out. Yeah. Um, that absconding is going to do it for you every time. Right. Yeah. So absconding for those of you again, who don't speak legalese is tax lawyers. lawyers. Um, uh, they, it's someone who doesn't come to court or doesn't come and talk to their probation officer. Um, and, and usually it's, it's out of fear, right? Yeah. They don't want to stand up and look someone in the eye and go, yeah, I fell short this week. Right. Right. Um, Um, I don't want to face the music. I know punishment's coming and that just terrifies me. Right. And, and no one, no one likes facing the music. Yeah. No one likes, uh, having to admit that I screwed up one more time. Um, so let's talk about, you know, finally getting to that point where, you know, I'm on probation. I may be screwing up. Um, you know, to get to a motion, I've probably been through a couple, like maybe some administrative hearings, maybe my probation's already been modified, maybe sanctioned. Right. right. Um, but let's say that motion finally gets filed. Okay. We're going to assume. Yeah, go ahead. So it doesn't matter what one or the other, right. But adjudicate or a revocation. How long am I looking at? I mean, do I have like years, like, like it took my case to come to trial, took years for that to happen. Right. So the motion to, uh, adjudicate or the motion to revoke, um, can take as little as like 30, 45 days. Yeah. Um, uh, partly because the, the evidence is so small. Right. Um, basically, you ha- they have to be able to show at the hearing uh, by preponderance of the evidence. So basically more than 
that you violated your conditions. So if, if your violations are don't break the law of this state or the, any other state and you got picked up on a marijuana charge, they're going to list it, may not be adjudicated yet, but they're going to list it. Um, what, do you, what do you mean may not be adjudicated yet? You may not have been found guilty on that. On the new law violation. Right. Like the new possession of marijuana case. Correct. Okay. Correct. And, and, and if I pick up a marijuana case, I'm likely having more than just that one violation of my probation. Right. So, so next down the list may be that you admitted to using marijuana. You had a couple of dirty UAs. You failed to report in uh, June and July of 2020. Maybe I didn't tell my probation officer about that charge. Right, right. You know, and if and if and if it's just you didn't report in June and July of 2020, I'm going to be taking you in, getting your hair follicle test, uh, you know, and getting you in front of a probation officer. Going, it was COVID. Yeah, right. Right. He, he mitigation as soon as as much as possible, as soon as possible. Right. But if that's if that's if that's it, a hair follicle is going to show you weren't using, and we show that you were at work uh, during those times, and you just didn't report. Probably they're going to go what's called a technical violation. You yeah. should have. We understand. Here's, here's your a, warning. Here's a, yeah. Here's a right? small little slap on the wrist or maybe spend a weekend in jail. Or Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or, like or they, they might even go, just know that's it. There's yeah. your freebie. Right. Um, okay. So, um, okay. I've got no chances left. Let's say I've got the new law violation and maybe a smattering of other things. Uh, I, I'm going to a hearing. I can't come. My, my attorney's not you know, doing, it can't, doesn't have an agreement with the state that I like, that I'm okay with. What, what am I, what am I looking at? What's the next step? Okay. So, uh, well, first of all, the, the state's probably going to make an offer, right? So, yeah. so let's, <laughs> let's make up an offense. Um, uh, so I'm on, I'm on, let's say that straight probation on a state jail felony methamphetamine possession. Okay. So five years on, I've done three years. I've got two years left. I pick up a possession of marijuana. Right. Um, and, and what was, so, so you had, you had a two, two years probated for five. Right. Right. Up until day 364 of the fourth year. Yeah. You're still technically liable up to two years. Right. That's part right. of that, you know, so, so, so you can drag this out a, a long ways. Um, yeah. Meaning that two years is being held over my head. Right. right, I could so, be on for much longer, and I'd still get revoked the last day. Could, and and boom, I am heading off to the state jail facility. Right, where you do day for day. Right, right. Um, so, so yes, if they come in and you're year three and everything's been fine up until this point, and there's there's a reason why things fell apart. Right, your mom died, and you just couldn't cope with it. Right. So you went and picked up, picked up a little weed, not saying it's the right way to cope with life, but there are people that they, they don't have the coping mechanism. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they get stopped with a little bit of weed and they test hot a couple of times. Um, it may be that the, the offer is two years in the state jail. That's the offer. Right. Yeah. Or let's say 18 months, they're giving you a little bit, but not a lot. Right. right. Um, it might be to have a hearing and do what's called a true but. Judge, we're not denying that. Here, here are this, here's the reality of where, where he was. Maybe the judge goes, okay, six months in the state jail instead of 18 months. Right. So essentially, judge, I, I'm just kind of like throwing myself at the mercy of the court, right? Like it is true. I violated the terms of my probation. But here is 
here is why. Maybe here's right. a little bit of reasoning behind the right. The and this, motion. you know, in in uh, I don't know about you, but I sometimes I ask my clients, especially in drug and alcohol cases, when was the last time that you were sober for more than three days uh, from all substances? I've had people tell me as young as nine. Right, and you go. And you look at them and you realize they're telling you the truth, that they probably started using drugs or alcohol when they were nine years old. Um, uh, and, and they're now 34. The fact that they went three years without having anything, uh, yeah, in, in, any dirty UAs is a miracle. You might want to put them on the stand and have them say that. Right. Because the judge may even at that point go, dude, he, he, he's close to being a new person. Yeah. And, and sometimes you got to play to the sympathy of the court. Um, D depending obviously if, if any of that is in existence in your, right. Right. If it's court. not, <laughs> it, yeah, well, <laughs> well, yes, yes. Is, is your judge a human? Do they right. have feelings? Um, uh, and then two, is there anything good you can actually present? Right. Right. I mean, sometimes it's just a truly, uh, as one prosecutor said, do you want to just plea and beg? Plea and beg. It, it wasn't even a true butt. It was a, just a plea and beg. And I was like, yes. ooh, I, no. I've, I've done that a couple times. Yeah. Um, uh, when you don't really have, uh, when you don't you have know, anything much, else. Much to go off of. Right. So there are some options. You don't have to just take whatever the state's offered. Um, but sometimes with a little bit of negotiation, you're really not going to do better. There's nothing that is so good to overcome the fact that you've absconded for 18 months. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you this though. If I, let's say I'm going to be on, maybe it's a DWI third. So third degree felony, right? Range of punishment to minimum up to maximum of 10 years. I plea out to, you know, five years in prison probated for 10 years. Okay. On a motion to revoke, what is my, what's my max? Your max would be the five years. Okay, so I because that out, was your already, sentence. You were sentenced to five years in the penitentiary, and they've probated that sentence for ten years. So, in you, the course of negotiation, could that go even lower? It could. You're maxed, right? You know, if it, and again, it's going to depend on how quickly you messed up, um, right. uh, how severe it was, and is this something we just want to all get off our desks? Right. Right. I mean, occasionally, especially right now during COVID. And I'm seeing that I'm seeing that that I'm seeing that tunnel look like it's going to open up December or January. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've actually emailed some prosecutors saying, "Hey, I know I know courts are going to open up in a couple of months. This isn't currently on the docket. It will be. How can we get this off our desks between now and January one? And I've I've had a few offers, not become great, but get good enough that I could actually call my client and go, "It's not going to get better in this county." And you could get really hammered. Well, that, that is, I have seen just anecdotally, I have received some pretty great counter offers from the state just because they are begging to move some cases right now. And I think they're getting pressure from the courts to move cases. Um, and, but, that's, and that's not true on all of them. Let's no, be honest. No, there have been, been a few where they go, no, this is, this is naughty. You know, I've gotten. Um, oh, I still have my fair share of no offers on any, on my more severe cases. Right. Or, but, or I've got an offer for 40. Right? Yeah. That, that, that's, oh, that's, hard to, that's effectively a no, no offer, offer for a guy that's, uh, for, for, for my, my client is in his forties. Right. Oh man. You know, so, okay. So, 
so the max would be on a straight probation revocation what i was sentenced to correct on the day that i started probation now let's say third degree felony two to ten tens the max i plea out to five years deferred adjudication on an adjudication what's my max so on a deferred uh your max is the full range of punishment right right so yeah. sometimes on a second uh, degree felony or a first degree felony, they'll give you deferred for 10 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I ha I've, I've pled a few guys on a first degree felony to a 10 year deferred. Um, and, and I tell them this is high risk, high reward because if you do well, first, you might be able to come off early. If yeah, you do early really term well. is, is possible. Again, talk with your attorneys out there for your specific case. Right. Um, but even if it's not, you stay puckered up and walk the line for 10 years. Great. It can be dismissed. Officially, you have no conviction. It still might be able to be non-disclosed. Uh, those are things you got to talk to your attorney about. Um, but you can honestly look anyone you know in the eye and say, I've never been convicted of a felony. And if I don't? If you don't what? If I if I get if I don't walk the line, if I get right, that's the high risk, right? So the high reward is no conviction. I can say that honestly. Yeah, for a first degree felony, that's right. that's a, that's really important. Right. Um, What's the what is the risk? The, the risk is you screw up, and the judge goes, so. Right, first degree felonies. That's a lot of drugs. Oh, yeah. That's uh, um, uh often involves a child. We'll just leave it at that for our, for our more innocent listeners. Murder. Yeah. Right. Some right. Serious, serious charges, guys. serious charges. But let's say that it's something where, you know, you're, you're, it's someone where you're just past the Romeo and Juliet line on a child issue. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and so the state kind of sees it as this might really, you know, this guy really may not be terrible and he's going to be on the offender list and he's going to have to do, you know, all that work. Okay, so they're actually trying, but again, it's high risk, high reward. He messes up. He does something. He downloads child porn. Mm. And the judge is going to go 20, 25, 30. Oh, man. 35, right? Yeah. Because the judge has the full range of punishment in the first degree is 5 to 99 or life. And they may go, you were given, you were given a, a, an opportunity. Even if possession of child pornography is you know, third degree, second degree felony, depending on how it's filed. Mm -hmm. You're, right. You could be, because you're already on deferred for a first degree felony, They just your right. exposure is up five to 99 or life. Right, because they're doing it on the deferred. Right, yeah. So right. that's that's right, man. High risk, high reward. Can, yeah, but but even, even on a, let's go back to our basic DWI. It can mean up to 180 days in the county jail. Yeah. You know, now granted, right. granted you're probably going to get good time. You might even get three for one time, but that means 60 days and nights in the county jail. Still a long time for most of our, you know, average citizens to it's be away from their families, to be away from work. work? Yeah, you, you, you've lost that job. For sure. For sure. You know. Unless um, you just got a really nice vacation package, <laughs> you know. Um, and what a waste of a good vacation. Um, you know, so, so yeah. And so the burden is preponderance of the evidence as we just talked about. So that's the same burden that, so to, to prove the case in the initial phase, right before you were pleading to probation, 
the state have to prove their evidence, what, beyond a reasonable doubt, everybody, right? right? Like that's day one of law school. Um, on the MTR, it's preponderance of the evidence. That's the state's burden. It's the same burden in a civil case. Right. Just evidence preponderates one way or the other. For our tax lawyers, what does that mean? It basically means it's more likely than not. Yeah. And right. I'm going to stop making fun of tax lawyers. That, that's just Why? not fair. Why? I mean, do you think any are listening? No. Okay. Um, so 51%. Right. 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 Basically, does everyone in the room kind of go, yeah, that's probably true. Right. Um, and, and, and remember, if you didn't report for six months, they're going to bring in your probation officer and go, I sent him a letter at this point. I tried to call him here. I actually went to his house at this time and I haven't seen him in six months until he got picked up on the warrant. Uh, and he was supposed to give random drug tests. He was supposed to give quarterly hair follicles and I haven't seen him. Judge ain't going to have to hear anything else. No, that, that'll be, that's typically the only witness that, uh, that the state would bring is that, right. is so at that point, at that point, all we're doing is arguing sentencing, right? Um, which, which in a lot of ways, the MTR, the MTA, uh, is a sentencing hearing. And you're, I mean, I know what I do, uh, when I'm approaching these, um, adjudication hearings, these revocation hearings, are you prepping this? Like it's a punishment phase of a trial. Yes. Yeah. I mean, full, full on mitigating as much as many mitigating witnesses as possible. It's it's that true, but yes, it's true that I was using marijuana. It was right after my mom passed away. Okay. Let's talk about your relationship with your mom. Let's talk about, you know, who did you see there that you didn't normally see? Well, I saw my brother who I haven't seen in three years and not to throw my brother under the bus, but he's a bad influence. That, that, that boy makes Cheech and Chong look like they don't know what a doobie is. Right, man. you got this brother's number? I do. Um, you know, but, but it could be something like that. It could be, it could truly be, I went home for homecoming and saw my buddies from high school and just forgot, you know, literally kind of forgot. And then I'm off in it. Um, uh, but usually it's more like I've got, I've had a job for the last three years. I'm working, uh, I'm taking care of my kids. You know, we bring in the, the baby mama or the wife who says, uh, that, that he, and I'm assuming our client's a he at this point, uh, he, uh, has been more active with our children than he had ever been in our marriage. Right. Judge, this is not the time to yank him up. Right. Because that's not just hurting him. That's hurting his family. And yes, it's because of his actions. Judge, we understand that. But. Right. You know, when when he can be punished some other way that doesn't also punish the kids and the right. family and whatnot. Um, that's great. So what, um, so, so the, the state would bring the probation officer to mm-hmm. prove these cases. Um, they would basically, the probation officer would be reading off their notes and, and listing maybe not even just what's listed on the motion, but Right. Literally. Yeah. They, they, they may go through the whole chronos. Oh, yeah, they will. Right. I mean, I've gotten some chronoses that are, you know, 107 pages long and you're going, Ooh, cause every time you, every time you talk to anybody at probation, they're supposed to make a note. Yeah. And, and most of them do. Most and of them are really good. Do. Right. I mean, as a defense attorney, I like the more information I have, the better. Right. Because I can show all the times that he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and that uh, could be, that could be a lot of fodder for cross-examination. Right. Um, you know, pointing out, you know, Hey, this is maybe here's the five things he did wrong, but let's talk about like the 300 things he did. Right. 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 Um, so, so 
ba- basically the only other thing that I would say about uh, the MTR hearing is notice they're going to list off a list of allegations and the judge is going to see, do you plead true or not true to these allegations? Sometimes it's worth saying, judge, we plead true to paragraphs E through G, but we do not plead true to A, B, C, and D. Well, why? Because those may be the new offenses that's a, that's a that great haven't point. been adjudicated and literally by asking not to plead true to those and the judge often will go, you understand the sentence will be the same. I've had this happen. Yes, your honor, we understand. Okay, I'm not going to make you plead true to A, B, C, and D. Great. Well, those are pot cases in another county. Well, if, you, if, I, if my client would have pled true to all the allegations, there would have been a judicial finding yeah. that he committed that offense, and they literally could use the motion to adjudicate to adjudicate him guilty somewhere else. Yeah, they would use that as evidence in whatever court had that new law violation. Yeah, and I, I've, had some, I've had some prosecutors get really hot at me when I've done that. Oops, but yeah, sorry. but I, it, my, 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 my job is not to make the prosecutor happy. My job is to be honest about judge that hasn't been proven. Um, and there's, it makes you feel good when they get mad, doesn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. So okay. it, it especially depends on the prosecutor. Yeah, right? Some of them I like it better than others. But. So, so, um, but that, that's a great, that's a great point. Be aware of what you are actually pleading true to, because right. if that new law violation has not been adjudicated, you may have just helped the state out. Now, sometimes, time. sometimes you'll, you, if the, you say, hey, yes, I'm pleading, you know, they'll go, we're going to, if you plead true to possessing marijuana, right, it's in the same county, we're not going to pursue that as an, in, as an independent charge, yeah, yeah. right? True, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. It just depends on just kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Right. And, um, and that, that is a, that's a very good point. And a lot of times, too, if I talk to the prosecutor beforehand, they're going to say, oh, no big deal. We'll waive paragraph whatever, right. A, paragraph one, right. whatever it is. Um, so that just, just keep that in mind. If that case has not been adjudicated, hasn't been filed yet, maybe, um, don't plead true to it. In the meantime, while you're on probation, remember no alcohol, no drugs. You may be required to wear a GPS monitor, have a curfew, uh, take parenting classes, get your GED, take a tape evaluation, an alcohol evaluation, a sex offender evaluation. You may be required to take parenting classes. All these things are found in paragraph 42A uh, and is often included in your pleadings. And these are all things the judge or community supervision can make you do. Yes, that and others remember high risk high reward with these probation cases they will intrude into your life read 42a code of criminal procedure it will it is a lifesaver michelle ochoa we you still, are a lifesaver yeah, we still we still love you just for that alone for 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 reminding us to do that regularly all right so um i think i think we're done for today we've talked a lot about uh just the mtr and the mta um uh we're, we're still looking for what we're going to talk about at the end of the year. We've got a few more episodes uh, coming, uh, second part of October and then o- November and December. Uh, so if you have an idea, reach out to us. If you have somebody we need to talk to, get them in contact with us. Um, you want to be a guest. If you want to be know. a guest, right, right. Um, We'd love to interview you. Right. I'm going to be a guest uh, on the Texas Agalaw podcast here in the next I, couple of weeks. I love that. I love that Tiffany is still, uh, you know, like staying in contact with us. I mean, that was a great episode. So right, that, right. That, that's just uh, maybe, that's maybe good. Maybe we'll, when, I, when I know what that one is, we'll put it somewhere in our, on our Fantastic. List. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it on the Facebook group. Right. Right. And, and you can find us on uh, the Apple uh, podcast app. Yep. And Google Play and, and all sorts of places. Right. You can find us on the web at texascrimdefense.com. 
Uh, and in the meantime, we hope you have a great and safe uh, first part of this fall season. Uh, and we're looking forward to football. We are looking forward to football. All right. All right, y'all. Be good. Be good.